What do you want? Well, I was told outside. Don't give me that, you snotty face heap of parrot droppings! What? Shut your festering gob, you tit! Your type makes me puke! You vacuous, toffee-nosed, malodorous pervert! Look! I came in here for an argument! Oh! Oh, oh, I'm sorry, this is abuse. Oh. <laughs> oh, I see. That explains it. Yeah. Oh, no, you want 12A next door. I see. Yeah. Sorry. Not at all. No, that's all right. Stupid git. Good evening, I'm Kent Brockman. Our top story, punks and lots of them. <laughs> Tell me, sport, do you like girls? Yeah, I do. Sorry. I want you all to meet our new classmate. Uh, what's your name again? Damien. Little man who probably grew up torturing little animals, some puny little uncoordinated can't make the football team so I'll pick on third graders and steal their lunch money. Punk. Under this garb, we're perfectly ordinary Americans. Ed Berliner, the fastest show in sports. What were we talking about again? Someone garrulous in the company of thieves. Garrulous? That would be loquacious, verbose, effusive. How about chatty? What's with dictionary, boy? Thesaurus boy, I think, is more appropriate. And cut! 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Welcome in, true believers. Welcome, minions. I'm Ed Berliner. This is the fastest show in sports, but then again, you knew that already. Time to get down and dirty with something, quite frankly, that most people don't talk about in sports, but we need to. In light of where we are in America right now, in sports, it was a cocoon. You walked into a locker room. You were around players of all sports. Didn't make a difference, even if it was college or pro. And that locker room was its own little bubble. That's where things happened that only happened in sports. Now, however, things have changed because those locker rooms are becoming very political. And you've heard me say on this show before that I have talked to friends of mine who cover the National Football League on a day-to-day basis, the NFL specifically. And they have told me that more than ever before, when they walk into locker rooms, because of the current political situation in America, and again, folks, let's make this very clear. This is not a partisan show. We're not talking about whether you love somebody, hate somebody. I really don't care. This is about sport and life in general. These people have told me that there's a division in the locker room now where many black players are by themselves, many white players are by themselves, and these people who cover the games have never seen this before. So it seems as if more than ever before, our political lives are intertwined in our sports when it used to be that sports was the escape. But it's not much of an escape anymore. Let's dig into that. It is a pleasure to welcome someone that I have followed for a long time, and I have always read her work at the New York Times, where she covered sports, the Detroit Free Press, the Hartford Current. She has been around sports a long time. It's a pleasure to welcome Viv Bernstein to the fastest show in sports. Viv, thanks a lot for being here today in what is a difficult subject, but boy, I'll tell you, it needs discussion, doesn't it? Absolutely, and thank you so much for for inviting me on. I, I uh I don't want to talk X and O's. I'm not an X and O person anymore, but uh, uh, fascinated as you are by the issues, the larger issues uh, that, that trickle down to sports, uh, because sports is um, sports is, is an entertainment. Uh, it's, it's really just entertainment. Um, so when we see the, the news trickle down into sports, I, I think it, it takes on a different air. I think uh, 
Um, I, I like that athletes are out there uh, making a statement, sitting down or taking a knee. I, I, I didn't like the bubble. Um, I didn't think the bubble was real uh, in the locker room. And I think it's better for the athletes, better for uh, the fans, um, better for the country if we're all out there talking about this rather than ignoring it. So I think it's good to, to, uh, to see the controversy. Uh, because sports mimics life. Uh, it's controversial in the world. It's controversial in the locker room. And, and really, it should be. But what about those people who say, and you've heard them, and, and I have as well, shut up, sit down, play football. You're an athlete. You're supposed to be out there throwing touchdown passes. I don't give a damn what you say about politics or sit up. That's not your job. We never used to hear that a lot, but now we're hearing it more than we have ever before, yes? Yes, we are. We are. And... Uh, you know, I, I think uh, Colin Kaepernick is, is an American, too, isn't he? He has a right to an opinion. He has a First Amendment right to, to, to speak his opinion. And uh, I don't think it's fair that anybody tells him whether he should uh, talk or shouldn't talk. Uh, he, he's got a right to do that. Why shouldn't he? Let's look at, though, from the players. The players would say, I don't want to get involved. They were worried about their marketing. They were worried about their contracts. They were worried about how fans thought about them. But now it seems as if a lot of the players don't care. They want to be out there. When did that happen? Well, I think you look at social media has changed everything about uh, how we all communicate with each other. I think um, uh, before social media, athletes had to go through traditional media, had to go through reporters to get their message out. and, And I don't know that they were always comfortable with that. When these guys see LeBron out there saying what he's saying, or Tom Brady wearing a make, having a, a what do we have a Make America Great Again hat in his locker or whatever it was, um, I think it gives license to everybody to speak their mind. And now there's no longer a filter; they have an avenue to talk directly to their fans uh, through Twitter or Facebook uh, that they didn't have 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Um, and, and I think that's loosened, uh, opened up the conversation quite a bit. Now, these guys, they, they make plenty of money, uh, and, and I guess they're willing to forego perhaps corporate, uh, further corporate money, I guess, uh, endorsement deals uh, in order to speak their mind, because I think this will cost Mike Evans. I think this will cost Colin Kaepernick some, some endorsement money, and they are okay with that. It's interesting if you look at, NASCAR, for example, uh, NASCAR is fueled by corporate dollars. Those drivers are less likely to say controversial things because that would upset their sponsors. Uh, you don't see uh, football players, basketball players that entangled and intertwined with their corporate sponsors as much. Uh, the obvious example over the years was, was Michael Jordan, who was very careful not to say anything uh, because he knew he sold sneakers to Republicans, too. So. Um, but I, I think it's good, uh, and I think it's it's uh, uh, good to see athletes speaking their mind. It's good to see the First Amendment uh, being exercised uh, instead of um, folks being afraid to say what they, they want. Uh, people want to hear what they have to say. Do they really, though? I, I guess that's part of it, because it seems to me as if we still have most people, though, when they go to games, they only care if you can score 30. Can you fire four touchdown passes? Can you hit a few home runs? Can you score the hat trick at a night? They really don't care about the politics here. So are these athletes really making 
any great amount of difference here because sports used to be our great escape. We didn't have to worry about politics. We could put it on the hook, walk away, and just play games. It seems as if most people today, Viv, still don't care, and they don't want these players to talk. It's not their job. Well, look, they're, again, they're, they are Americans, and I, I think we put too much importance on what happens on a field. You know what? It's entertainment. It is nothing more than a subset of en- entertainment. Uh, and and it's, it's good entertainment. It's great entertainment. It is wonderful to, be, to watch the Cubs win the World Series. It's very cool to see what LeBron uh, did with uh, bringing an NBA title to, to Cleveland. But you know what? It, it's just sports. Um, and it shouldn't be the South. It shouldn't be the, uh, just an escape. Uh, I think uh, sports has become just too important. It's taking our focus away from what really matters, and that's the real world. People are spending too much time on the Kardashians, not enough time on Congress. I'll play devil's advocate with you on this one because I agree with you. In many instances, I think a lot of people are completely unaware of what happens at the governmental level. They don't spend enough time learning about it. Get it. But from a sports level... These are people who just want to get away. There's so much going on right now. The discourse in this country is is palpable right now. It's it's hateful in so many ways. There's people screaming at each other. Shouldn't sports just be that walk away, casual, let's forget everything else and and stop arguing about everything for a change? I mean, shouldn't we be able to have a, a kickback and relax somewhere in our lives? And maybe sports needs to be that outlet. I don't know. I guess I, I disagree. I think uh, we're all humans. And, and uh, if you don't like the entertainment that you're getting from sports, turn on the TV, do something else, play video games. Um, uh, again, these, these people are, are humans. They, they should be engaged. Uh, in the political process, athletes, uh, fans should be engaged. You know, I I, I go back to, to last week, I think Nick Saban said uh, he didn't even know it was election day and, and he was too busy. And um, I was sort of appalled by that. I really was. I mean, 46% of the electorate didn't vote. Uh, and, and how many of them didn't know it was election day? I mean, come on. Uh, you know, it, it, it's un-American to to not pay attention to this. Particular guy like Nick Saban, he's a he's a role model. Uh, if he, if the most important person in Alabama, most famous person in Alabama, says, "I didn't even know it was election day," what kind of message does that send as a leader of of people? Um, so I I was uh, a little bit appalled at, at what Nick Saban said. Uh, you know, Colin Kaepernick's job is to throw a football and, and uh, hopefully complete it. Um, but he's also a human being. You can't separate the two. You can't tell him he can't have a voice. This is in America. Everybody has a voice. Um, if the fans don't like it, you know what? Don't watch. Let's look at it then from the corporate standpoint, because as you've said to me, it would seem that NBA coaches are much more open about getting their opinions out there. And we've seen that here in the last couple of weeks, certainly much more than NFL coaches. Are they just more attuned with what the country needs? Are their ownerships more attuned to what they believe the country will stand? Because it would seem as if the NBA becomes more progressive while the NFL goes and hides 
a lot more than others. Why is there the difference between these two? You know, that's an interesting question. I've thought about that, and I, I think it has something to do, at least in part, with, with the fan base. The NBA has maybe the youngest fan base of, of every major sport. Uh, millennials uh, tend to be more liberal, more accepting, uh, more progressive. Um, you look at uh, what the NBA did in Charlotte, uh, for example. They pulled their All-Star game, which was supposed to be held this season, uh, in Charlotte. They pulled it out because of a, a law that was um, HB2. I, I know folks have probably heard um, it was a discriminatory law against uh, gay people, transgender people. The law had a lot of elements to it, but those are maybe the most uh, significant. The NFL did not react in the same way as that. You didn't hear NFL coaches say anything about that. The the league uh, did not react in the way the NBA reacted. And I think that has a bit to do with their their fan base, um, maybe older, more traditional than an NBA fan base. I think it has to do with the athletes involved. I, I think, uh, um, you know, obviously the, the locker room in, in the NBA is is um well i mean they're both fairly um mixed racially uh but again i think it it has to do with um uh, you know i think it it has a lot to do with the fan base how young they are uh how diverse the fan base is uh as opposed to maybe the nfl fan base is it not fair to say though that regardless i mean no matter how you feel politically and this is certainly i guess where maybe sports now comes into this as well no matter what a Greg Popovich says, no matter what a Bill Belichick says, no matter what anybody says about anybody with regard to a political process in this country, as you said, everybody should have their opinion. That's what this country is based on. What I'm hearing now, though, are people who are very hateful against the coach for saying something, the player for saying something. I mean, there's a lot of people in New England, quite frankly, that are not happy with the fact that Bill Belichick sent a friendship letter to Donald Trump. But that's his right. He can do that. We just can't separate it anymore, Viv. I think that's where it is right now. We can't just say, okay, this is sports and this is politics. We've put them all together. And that sort of, I think, hurts us in in just being fans. It, it, it sort of, I don't want to say corrupts the whole atmosphere. To me, sports has always sort of been the, the, the playground. We don't have that playground anymore, and maybe we need it. But we need to say to people, it doesn't make a difference no matter how you feel about an individual. Don't let it cast your opinion of the entire team, of the entire organization, of all the other players. Each individual gets to feel how they feel, just like you do. That world is over. The one of 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago, uh, that bubble that that the fans and the team existed in, that, that doesn't exist anymore. You watch the Olympics and, and uh, you're, you're bound to be inundated with news stories about, you know, athletes using drugs. You can't get away from the real world. Sports will not take you away from the real world because sports is part of the real world. There are people who take drugs. There are uh, managers who treat people badly. There, are, there is crime. All of those things, there are there is politics. All of those things in the real world exists in sports and you cannot go back to that bubble we used to live in and just say it's all about the game it's no longer all about the game it just isn't have we reached a time then when sports a couple of minutes i have left here is going to start becoming 
less important to us simply because it's just like everything else? It's not the escape that it used to be? I hope it is, uh, becomes less important because I think it's too important right now, uh, honestly. Uh, I think it's a distraction. I think there are more important things in this world than games people play. Uh, yes, it's entertaining. Yes, you can turn on, again, the Cubs or uh, the Indians or, um, you know, the NBA, the NFL. You can turn them on and, and escape for a few minutes. But you know what? The real world is everywhere. It's, it's on the field. It's on the sidelines. It's in the commercials. Uh, it's in the ads that, that played incessantly for, for political candidates. Uh, you can't separate the two anymore. Uh, it's, it's a fantasy that... that uh, you would want to try in this day and age. And I think what you're saying is what a lot of people have felt and what many people are now starting to say is that we need to take it all as just a part of life. Maybe we need to grow up. I mean, that's what a lot of people have said. I mean, I've said for a long time that sports is not a is not a bunch of role models. I've been saying that for many years. These are people who have feet of clay. These are organizations that have feet of clay. Uh, these are organizations that at the end of the day still want to make a buck. I mean, they're here for sports but they're still basically here for profit centers. We've all got to realize to, and here's the phrase, put it all in perspective. Wouldn't you say that that's the biggest thing? Keep it in perspective. Sports is entertainment. It is nothing more than entertainment. Um, yes, there are more, <laughs> keep it in perspective because there are a whole lot more important things in this world than sports. These are the kind of conversations that we are going to have here on an everyday basis because of the kind of conversations that people do not have in broadcast sports. Viv, it is a pleasure to have you on the show. We're going to do it again. Thanks so much for your time. Be well. We'll catch up with you soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I enjoyed it. That is Viv Bernstein. I'm Ed Berliner. This is the fastest show in sports. Until next time, true believers, see you.